We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. This is the best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hopefully you're having a good Thursday. I am a Dan Day. You can always have a good time following me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. I'm going to keep the good mojo going on the way. The Joe Rose Show going to be talking to Perk. Kendrick Perkins, Dan Levitard's show going to aggravate Michael Strahan and Hawk and Crowder will come to you on a nervous Thursday. No reason to be nervous right now because I've got some headlines that are sure to satisfy. Going into the All-Star break, the Heat lost to Utah 116-101 last night. They play again one week from today in Atlanta. The Panthers look to avenge Monday's loss to Philly when they play the Flyers tonight, 7 p.m. at the BB&T. Doug Flagans will have the call for you here on 560 The Joe. Freshman Isaiah Wong scored 21 to lead the Canes basketball team past Boston College 85-58. The consensus top 10 Canes baseball team opened their season tomorrow here in Miami with game one of a three-game series against Rutgers. First pitch is at seven. The Raptors' 15-game win streak came to an end last night when they lost 101-91 in Brooklyn. Colin Kaepernick plans to tell his story in an upcoming memoir. The book is expected to be released sometime this year. Inter-Miami CF has acquired Bolivian defender Juaro Quinteros and signed Colombian center back Andres Reyes. First match is March 1st at LAFC. And now it is time to step into the day spa. A man in Great Britain kept secret from his wife for two days that he had won a lottery jackpot of over $350,000. Secret or planning his escape? Same thing. Canadian tennis star Vasek Pospisil defeated top-seeded Daniil Medvedev at the Rotterdam tournament yesterday. Pospisil's favorite sports drink? Maple syrup. You know what we say, he gonna lose his leg. A Kansas man who abhors online dating and is tired of the traditional courtship is now offering $25,000 to anyone who can find him a life partner. If interested, find out more at a website he has set up, datejeffg.com. Huh? I thought he hated online dating. Now oh well. Now on to weather, brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast cloudy with temperatures in the mid-70s. For the best poker tournaments in South Florida, visit Hylia Park Poker Room. Visit HyliaPark.com for our poker tournament schedule, plus join us for our $75,000 guarantee March 7th through 13th. Why play anywhere else? Visit HyliaPark.com for details. Didn't get up this morning early enough? No worries. I got some Joe Rose coming your way. They are talking to legendary mean man in the NBA. That guy had a mean mug, and he's still a little spicy as a commentator for the NBA. Kendrick Perkins, a.k.a. Perk. What did they talk to him about? Well, the heat surprise. What's Kendrick going to say today? No love for Kyrie, but much love for Spo. And he talks about his days when he played with Dion Waiters.
Listen, man, I know you're up late at night, so we appreciate you getting up and, and uh, jumping on with us this morning here on the on the East Coast, man. Where are you? Where were you last night, Kendrick? Oh, and cheeks. Oh, yeah, a little, little difference. Up late. I got you. I got you. Well, thanks, man. Your thoughts on the Miami Heat through this uh, first half of the season and what you've seen. Have, have they surprised you a little bit on how good they've been? Yes, they have. I knew they was going to be good. I actually picked them to be in the middle of the East, but they clicking on all cylinders and, and you know, playing that Miami Heat defense and with that passion. Shoot, man, they could upset some people. You know, if they clicking on all cylinders, all cylinders, I got them, you know, their chances is really strong on making the finals. This is the first time in a long time that I don't have a for-sure pick on right. who's coming out of the East or the West. I think basketball is where it needs to be at again. Yeah, did you like the Iguodala pickup? Do you think that's that? It's a nice little piece, Dad. Or what do you think he's got I do. left? Okay, I do. Anytime, listen. The hardest position to fill to me, besides the point guard position, is the wing spot. And anytime you got a chance to get your hands on a good wing player, especially a, a former Finals MVP, I think Iggy is a guy who still has something left in the tank. So anytime you have a chance to pick a guy up like that, you want to grab him. You know, he's going to provide that his on the defensive side. And we know Iggy is battle-tested, so he's not afraid of the moment. You know, the biggest deal in that trade to me is Jay Crowder. People don't understand, man. Jay Crowder is a, is a man's man. He, come, he brings his hard hat every night. He straps up his boots. And when he's on on offense... This is nothing but a plus. It's icing on the cake. Yeah, I think we've seen that three games since he's been here. He's shooting lights out right now. You're right, coming off the bench. Kendrick, I I know we talk about it a lot down here, and I know that, you know, obviously when you're you're talking nationally about the Miami Heat, you hear the word culture. Jimmy Butler, before the season, we knew was kind of one of those guys. We didn't know exactly what kind of guy. He fits the culture thing down here in Miami perfectly. And and not only that, but he just brings this intensity on the defensive side that it's always been in the Heat kind of bloodline. He's a great fit for this team team and he's going to be a guy in the next couple of years you think he's gonna be a guy that's gonna be able to bring some guys possibly down here to Miami because of how he fits here absolutely you know one thing about Jimmy he's a guy that you know he comes he, he comes with it like I said it's the perfect fit for him you know you look at that Miami Heat culture and with with how Pat Riley Eric Sposa what they built over there and then you have that team leader in the locker room with Udonis has everything is perfect I mean the way Jimmy works hard and and you can tell it's showing. The rookies are following his lead, all the young guys, and I think he can attract some people. To me, I'm sold that they're going to get Giannis. I don't know why, but my gut feeling is telling me that, that, that Pat Riley will make a strong push at Giannis in 2020. Well, a lot of people are hoping you're right about that. Hey, Kendrick, I got to tell you, since you, you joined the, the ESPN group on, on the NBA show, Hey, man, I find myself kind of watching going, what's Kendrick going to say today? Oh, <laughs> uh, what is Kendrick? I'm on that. I- I'm sure you hear this. Like, oh, hell no. Here we go. What's Kendrick going to Because you ain't just listening to the rest of the guys nodding your head if you don't agree. And I go, oh. So how's that been so far for you? I know you've had some run-ins already and through social media with guys back and forth. How's it been overall? I guess we know you're not going to change. No, nah, it's not, man. And you know, one thing about it is that I don't try, I try not to to be biased, you know. I try to just speak on how I feel. Um, 
Um, I, I'm a student of the game. I'm always watching basketball. So, you know, at the end of the day, I, I try to stay focused and, and, and I just try to go out there and I put my all into this crowd. It's something that I really want to do. So I just try to stay focused. I try to go out there and not be biased. I just try to go out there and call it like I see it. And you're right. I don't hold back. I'm not here to criticize players because I do show love, but I am here to watch and see. I'm here, here to tell on how I feel. Like, I mean, you know, hey, man, if somebody's doing good, I'm going to pump them up. If they're not doing so good, then I'm going to tell them about then I'm going to tell them about themselves, you know, and not in no negative way, but hey, that's what it's about. It's about not being biased, speaking your, and speaking with how you feel. Like I said, I do my homework, right. so I know sometimes I may ruffle the feathers every now and then, but shoot, <laughs> hey, that's part of it, man. Sometimes that happens. You I know. started laughing when you said it. That was beautiful. Sometimes you got to ruffle the feathers a little bit, stir the pot up. Uh, you and Kyrie Irving going to be having lunch anytime soon? You expect it? Absolutely not. Listen, one thing about Kyrie, man, is that you can't deny the talent. You can't deny the talent, but the thing that bothers me about Kyrie is that somebody really need to train him or stop him from doing interviews because, man, I mean, just listening to that guy talk is very disturbing, man. You just never know what's going to come out of his mouth. And it's just kind of crazy to me because, you know, I the last the last thing for me was, you know, him on Martin Luther King Day, I was just like, "What? What is you talking about?" Right. He's serious, but he I, so he's a different dude, man. He's a different <laughs> dude. I'm by ripping half he, his team about like well, you're not going to be back next year, and then realize like, uh oh, I, I guess that was pretty stupid. Yeah, that was right. You know what I do when I when I when I'm looking at the NBA schedule and I'm seeing what games are, are going to be on that particular night, and I look at the Nets, I say, "Let me look at the Nets." Okay, is Kyrie playing? If he's not playing, I'm like, oh, they gonna win tonight. <laughs> you can see a whole, a whole different camaraderie on the team, man. That's right. crazy, right? And it's unbelievable too because he's one of these guys that is, is. If you look around the league or you talk to NBA people, he could be a top twenty player in the league when he wants to. But he's just a weird guy off the court. He burned a lot of bridges right. on that Boston deal right. when those guys, right. all those guys that played so well the year before, you cannot hey. win with that dude. Hey, and y'all know, man, how I feel about my Celtics, right. man, but. I try not to be a homer, but you know one thing about it's certain it's certain places, and y'all and y'all know this from being around and, and stuff like that. It's certain places in the league that you have to be mentally strong, and I don't think Kyrie knew what he was getting himself into, but when he got traded, you can't be making certain promises, and right. you know one thing about those Boston <laughs> right. fans, man, hey, they'll give you the business if you're not bringing it every night. Yes. You know what I mean, and 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 he just didn't. To me, he didn't represent what Celtic pride is all about. You know how you had those certain guys that come into that Miami Heat culture that you know you got to represent. One thing about it is that you got to put in that hard work. One thing you know about the Miami Heat is that everybody who's on court on the court is gonna be in shape. You know that for sure. Right, and then you know you got to buy into Coach Spoelstra's system. Cause another thing about it is that with Coach Spo, he gonna hold you accountable. But one thing I love about Coach Spo, he go he go he go praise you when you're doing good, and he's gonna hold you accountable from the top to the bottom. And he knows the game. Those comments Coach Spoelstra had that time when he came out and he praised Jimmy Butler, you know, about hey, this is what a franchise player is all about. I love it because sometimes I have I have kids, I have a twelve. Yo, I have an A yo, and sometimes they get fooled also by the simple fact that hey, that's mean every.
everything right. and stuff to that nature. And when he went out and said, hey, you know, those things about Jimmy, I made my kids watch it. And listen, you need to understand this, that sometimes it's, it's good to, to go out there and just do what you got to do. You don't have to put up 40 points to, to have a major impact on the right. game, even if you're even if you're the best player on the court. So that Miami Heat he coaches something different, too. Kendrick, is uh, Spo, where do you rank him as far as coaches go in this league? Man, he's up there. He's in my top five for sure. Right now, me ranking my top five coaches, you got to put Nick Nurse up right. there. You have to put Eric Sposher. You have to put Billy Donovan. You know, I'm right there adding Brad Stevens. And, and then it's a close fifth out of, you know, Frank Vogel or, or Mike Budenholzer. But Eric Sposher is top three for sure. You know, I, I I never heard one player have anything bad to say about sport unless they was mentally soft. Like, if you mentally weak, I call them, if you're a cupcake, then, yeah, you go have some <laughs> negative to say if you can't take criticism. Did you ever play with Deion Waiters? Did you? I did. Yeah. I played with Deion in Boston. How, how was he? Was he having the same kind of problems he had when he was here? Nah, he, he really didn't. He was he was a loner. He was more a guy that stayed to himself at the time. But you know, I never knew Dion I never knew Dion for his Dion waiter to be a problem like wow. that. But I never knew Dion was the guy that who made sixty million in four years either. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so sometimes sometimes that may change a guy, man. But right. I wish I wish Dion get his head right, man, because the truth of the matter is the guy could really play yep, basketball, man. But it's just sad, man. And I tell people this all the time. A lot of people don't understand, man. Older people from the from the eighties and early nineties and even to the late nineties, you know, like they paved the way for us today to be able to put us in position and guys in position to be getting these big deals and making good money. And man, we gotta do the same for the next generation, man. And we can't we can't have the NBA going into the CBA where they haven't doubt or they need to tweak some things or shorten up contracts because of people with their negative behavior outside of basketball, you know? Yeah, Perk. But we, I hope Dion get it straight, man, because yeah, right. he can really play. Perk, we appreciate your time down here. Kendrick, uh, thank you. We do. Thank you very much for your time. We'll bug you again soon. All right, thank you. Y'all have a blessing, man. You too. Appreciate y'all. Right. You can take the spiciness of Perk out of the league, but you cannot take the spiciness out of Perk. I loved that. What an absolute treat. If you want to download the podcast for that segment, any of the segments on the Joe Rose Show, this show, any of the shows that you hear on 560, all you have to do, go to WQAM.com. You can also go wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free or the radio.com app. Up next, Dan Levitard's show. They're up to their usual tricks. But I'm from New York, my friends, and I'm going to shut you up before we even go there. Just was going to ask if you're sick of it. Apparently you are. Don't go. I'm going to ask. Don't, it doesn't matter what you were going to ask yeah. me. I'm telling you what we're going to talk about. New York, what? Stugatz knows how to push those buttons. You'll hear it in its entirety next on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. In just a few minutes, going to hear from the Hawk and Crowder Show on a nervous Thursday. And just about a minute from now, Dan Lebetard. But right now we're hearing music from a Miami band by the name of Astari Night. The song is called Lovesick, and you can hear them live for free tomorrow night, Valentine's Night. You might fall in love with their music over there at Las Rosas. Here we go.
kind of got that cure sound to them. I love it. I love it. I love it. A starry night. A S T A R I space N I T E. They, along with Alien Witch, will be performing once again for free tomorrow night. Las Rosas, right there in the Alapata area, next to Winwood, around 10 o'clock tomorrow night. Come on out. I'm probably going to be out there. Maybe a beer and a shot. Come say hi. We'll rock out together and fall in love with A Starry Night and their music for free once again. Very, very, very nice. A Starry Night and Alien Witch. Las Rosas tomorrow night. Always in love with the Dan Levitard Show. Dan has his one fat thing which is Dwayne Wade leading his family. The shipping container got some sumo hockey in his future. And Michael Strahan and Stugatz give back the sack record. One fat thing. All right, good to see how hard you guys worked on that during the break. You're welcome. In a pinch, Dan. <laughs> the thing that was done by LeBron James's friend, Dwayne Wade, uh, yesterday. Gabrielle Union, the power of this power couple leading the way on pioneering stuff that can be difficult. Now, I understand if you're listening to this and you're just running away from this entire conversation. You're saying, look, Lebetard, you're too liberal. I don't want a 12-year-old telling me when he or she is a girl. I want science to tell me. I don't want a 12-year-old deciding what the rules are on gender bending. You may be calling uh, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade and Zaya Wade. You may be calling them cruel names. Uh, what I would simply tell you is that I am not here to judge someone else on that front. I am not here to have that argument with you. I was just palpably moved by the way that Dwayne Wade was the father he never had. Dwayne Wade, who has written books about fatherhood. Dwayne Wade, who has grown into a man on Miami's watch, going from a baby-faced kid, uh, you know, who was taking out loans for diapers while at Marquette, to a legend who will be celebrated this month by the team and ESPN in documentary form. That he would be a leader on this when so many people in the trans community have trouble with suicide. It's a disproportionate rate that he would support his child in a loving way that would make his child not hide, that would make his child brave, that would give his child strength and support. It is what parenting is at its best. It is not for Dwayne Wade to understand that. I'm sure if you're looking at this and saying, what do you mean? What do you mean a 12-year-old boy is a girl? I'm guessing Dwayne had some of the same thoughts. Like, that's not something anyone thinks is going to happen. That's not somebody, something that anyone has an understanding of until it becomes your child. To meet that child with that kind of love is a strength that I'm not sure all of us are capable of. I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so. I'm the best version of myself. I'd like to think, no, that wouldn't be a problem. I would just love and I would just support. But what the hell would you do if your 12-year-old comes to you after, you know, 12 years of watching? That, as Dwayne says, he was on the girl vibe. He wasn't on the boy vibe. What do you do if your child comes to you? Some of you have to be asking yourself this question. And for Dwayne Wade to put this out in public and be a leader on it gives so many other people strength and permission. Now, you might not want it normalized. I understand if you're confused by it. And I understand if it's something that is what many of us are just simply ignorant about. And I understand if your ignorance hardens into fear and that that ignorance and that fear combine to create disgust or revolt or make you call names of the Wade family. I'm just marveling at the parents these people are because they're this publicly supportive on something that can be difficult 
even in private, that they have decided to be leaders on this. Because originally, what was happening with Zaya is they were doing pride things around Miami. And at 12 years old, I'm still not certain that kids know what sexuality is at 12 years old. That it's so early in your form forming process, they were out in front on being there with Zaya when he was Zion, and now it moves into something else where Zion wants to be treated and seen as Zaya. And what an overwhelming strength that girl has been given by her parents who couldn't have expected any of this and got themselves knowledgeable because the love of a child forced them to put down whatever ignorance was there, whatever fear was there. And now you've got Gabrielle Union saying, we will not live by fear. What an amazing thing. As you see the numbers, they're horrifying, horrifying. How many kids have to hide in the shadows with this secret because no one's there to support them. And too often, parents are trying to beat the gay out of them or beat the weird out of them or pray the gay and the weird out of them. This dude, man, like as Kobe Bryant passes away, and we didn't get to say some of the things to him about being a hero while he was alive because time was too short. His peer, his colleague, his friend, his damn near his all-star equal, uh, Dwayne Wade, is out here still fighting a fight that is meaningful, that uses the power and the platform that sports gives you in order to strengthen and embolden others and is more important in retirement than anything Dwayne Wade did in his Hall of Fame career. I am told that the shipping container has an important update on uh, Florida Panthers night with the shipping container tonight. Uh, what is the important update? Dan and Stu, not only is the shipping container headlined by Roy and Chris opening up the Cat's Den pregame, but I have just received word. Wow that the shipping container will be playing sumo hockey during the second intermission. Wow. In. Wow. wow. All right. Let me know how that goes. Billy doesn't look in. Why is Dan, Billy down for this Why is Billy uh, skeptical, Billy? Us? I think I should do that with you guys. I mean, I yeah. Think, I mean, you're I think, unlucky. You won't need a costume. I, I, oh. Because <laughs> you're fat. Oh, man. Oh, no. I heard it the first time off the mic. Thank you, Chris. Hammered <laughs> it home, though. That would be funny. Right, let's do it that way, actually. You guys are in the costume, and I'm just out there as myself. I think that's funnier visually. I'll be in bed second intermission, but I'll be supporting you guys from afar. A uh, tweeter uh, writes in, morning television about sports is so trash. You're telling me my best options are get up, awful show, first take, unbearable, and undisputed. Not the best, definitely not the worst, with no Skip or Shannon like today. And Dan Lebitard, absolutely not. Just give me my MF and highlight. He's that guy. I mean, I'm pretty sure you can find him. We have spent a lot of time over the last 10 years or so uh, sort of marveling at the ascent of Michael Strahan as he has taken all the jobs that were supposed to go to Tiki Barber. And Stugatz, for some reason, over the last week, Stugatz has been obsessed with saying that Michael Strahan should give back his sack record. That Michael Strahan, who uh, you'll find him at the Oscars, you'll find him on multiple programs. They're as big as any programs you will find. The Fox show, you will find him. Uh, which one is it? Is it Good Morning America? Which one of the morning shows is GMA. 
Yeah, yep. and he's everywhere. Part yeah. of the Disney family. He is. I mean, he's a monster talent who uh, who is very likable. This allows us to go and get uh, the audio of Stu Gatz and Michael Strahan arguing uh, when uh, Michael Strahan, back before he got all these jobs, during a Super Bowl radio row when Stu Gatz was left to his own devices here to interview <laughs> Michael Strahan, and he was a dog with a bone. He would not let go of the question, and the back and forth with Michael Strahan was not very morning show friendly it wasn't likable guy friendly you couldn't have seen from here that michael strahan was going to parlay it to into every good media job mike you're in the news a lot lately because of your divorce it, it's a ridiculous it, amount of money i was told i'm talking about a pepsi smash in football it's just like i don't talk to the papers about that i was just going to ask if you're tired of talking about it i guess well, the yeah, answer I, is I, yes I, I don't talk about it and you're going to try to come out of left field and kind of get me with it but i'm from new york my friends and i'm gonna shut you up before we even go there just was going to ask if you're sick of it. Apparently you are. Don't go. I'm going to ask. Don't, it doesn't matter what you were going to ask me. I'm telling you what we're going to talk about. He's from Houston. Put it on the poll, Guillermo, at Levitard Show. Uh, quote, unquote, I'm from New York, my friend. Uh, <laughs> jackass or no jackass. I'm from New York, my friend. What does that mean? I've seen it all. I've heard it all. Yeah, you're, you're not, not going to get one me. past okay. me. Okay. With your media tricks. Yes. Okay. You tricks, sir. I'm from New York. So why do you think he needs to give back the sack record? Because he has everything. And Mark Gassineau doesn't have much. All he has is that sack record. I mean, Mark Gastineau does not have much at this stage in his life. And what Mark Gastineau wants back, rightfully so, by the way, is the sack record. Now, Strahan has it with 22 and a half because Brett Favre gifted him one at the end of the season. And, of course, Mark Gastineau... No one's ever admitted that, right? That's never been admitted by anybody, has it? Like, I know people assume it. Everyone assumes it, but... I think it's a wink and a smile when you ask Favre about it. Yeah, Strahan but about it. But there's no proof, correct? There's no... Nobody... I other than watching the play, other than watching the actual play itself, there is no proof. The no one has ever come out and said pretty damning. And so Strahan has everything. As you pointed out, he has Tiki Barber's life. I mean, yeah, I'm not asking him to give that back to Tiki. What I am asking <laughs> is that he gives the sack record back to Mark Gastineau. Because Strahan, you have everything. And Gastineau has nothing. And this is something that will make him late in life very, very happy. And he earned it. No one gifted Gastineau a sack, okay? Strahan. You were gifted that final sack. You have everything. You have all the television jobs. Okay. You have the Super Bowl ring. You think it's just hanging up in a in a closet somewhere and he can just like this is not a tangible thing. He can't give it to him himself. Come out and say it. You know what? Brett Favre gifted me the single season sack record. It really belongs to Mark Gastino. Come out and say it and give it back to Gastino. Like you would, right? Nope. <laughs> Strahan. He's from New York. He's not giving anything back. I can guarantee that. We're going to get it all, though, next from the Hawk and Crowder Show. They're nervous on a Thursday. This is the Best of the Joe Show. The Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and this is music from A Starry Night, Unfulfilled Promise. They are going to be playing at Las Rosas along with Orlando's own Alien Witch tomorrow night for absolutely free. Oh, won't you join me? I'm going out to Las Rosas around 10 o'clock. Catch Alien Witch and Miami's own A Starry Night. 
going to be a very good night. You know who they kind of sound like? And I'm going to bring in my man Danny G, who's getting ready to help out with the Panthers game that you'll hear in just a couple of minutes here on 560. The Joe, they kind of sound like Joy Division. Yeah, you know what? I was thinking I was thinking they sound like Joy Division, but to be honest with you, it sounds more to me like it's a kind of a kind of a Morrissey Depeche Mode type thing going on there. Well, if you are like me and you love Joy Division, today is oh, a day yeah. of celebration. Bassist Peter Hook turned 64 years old. Oh man, it's that's it's, it's his birthday today. Yeah, and that's why I bring you in because I have a definitive Mount Rushmore of bassists, and I want to get yours. I go Peter Hook. I think he's the greatest of all time. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Flea. Then a guy from the Beatles called Paul McCartney. And then you know me, I love the reggae, so i got to throw some sting in there. That's what very, about you? That's a strong list. That's a strong list, a little more diverse than my list. Uh, as a bass player going up and, and mostly a metal fan, uh, this list is going to be include Flea. I got him at four. Oh, yeah. uh, the incomparable Les Claypool at number three. You gotta make a cut somewhere. I was gonna put him on. He's number five. The slap, the slapping prime is sausage. Can't beat that. Number two, my man uh, long rest in peace, Cliff Burton from Metallica. Mm -hmm. Just an incredible bassist. And number one of all time, Steve Harris from freaking Iron Maiden, dude. That guy commands a stage from the base. Ah, oh, yes. Beautiful, beautiful list. Of course, we also did a Mount Rushmore earlier today on the Hawk and Crowder show of pastas. I like the big pastas, so I go fettuccine, yoki, lasagna, spaghetti. Spaghetti, just kind of a classic right there. What do you have? Well, I go, I'm going to go with definitely with fettuccine with you, Ooh. but I'm going to side with Solana. I like me some tortellini. Mm -hmm. I like me a good ziti and a good old-fashioned macaroni, man. Can't go wrong. Two. Very solid Mount Rushmore's right there, getting ready for that Panthers game in just a few minutes. A little more a starry night. Las Rosas tomorrow night for free with Alien Witch. That is going to be an absolute good one starting around 10 o'clock. I'll be out there. Let's go fall in love with the music, of course. Always in love with Hawk and Crowder, although today it was a nervous Thursday, and they discussed a little bit about the Dolphins' future. And I refer to today as Nervous Thursday. Why? <laughs> I wish there was video in here because dude looked at me and said, why his mic wasn't on, and all it looked like to me was a silent movie because my headphones are on. <laughs> why? Nervous Thursday because... He went one and four on the road trip, and Dolphins fans woke up to this news that Detroit is looking to trade Matt Stafford. Now, I know they've come out and since denied that, but to me, and, and the way that Matt Stafford's wife reacted on Instagram, to me, that's kind of a telltale sign that maybe that's not completely off the board. And then you got the Panthers tonight hosting the Flyers. I think it's Nervous Thursday. Is anyone nervous about mm. the heat? You nervous at all? One and four road trip. They made some changes. Now, I'm not telling you that I wouldn't have made those changes, and I'm not telling you that they didn't change out lesser pieces for better pieces, because they did. And obviously, they got capped flexibility moving forward which is great but sometimes you mess with something that's working and it just throws it off a little yeah, yeah and yeah. and jay crowder's knocking down threes like that like he's steph curry i'm just telling you something felt a little different to me the last five miami heat games those are games that they would have ended up winning and so i wonder are you feeling nervous at all I'll start with the heat are you feeling nervous at all after going one and four in the last five games. Knowing that two of those losses were to the Jazz and the Clippers, two very good teams, 
after the transition. James Johnson, you know, Deion Waiters, the Justice Winslow, two of those guys weren't even playing. James Johnson, and I would say Jay Crowder's an upgrade to James Johnson. Yes. And now Iguodala's added into it. Yes, the, the turnover, um, tinkering with your lineup. Right, because sometimes, again, you're not losing anybody that meant that much, but now you've got to find time for Andre Iguodala. Yes. You've Got to find time for Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder's playing longer than starters. Jay Crowder's putting more and, minutes and in deserved, than the starters. And deservedly so, by the way. I'm not arguing that. But for Spo to have to deal with that and, and tinkering the line, I figured out through the last couple years of talking to all these NBA insiders, from Sedano to Geltsy to everybody, that, yes, it means something when you start messing with that lineup. And we, I think we saw it on this road trip. Solana, you're the biggest Heat fan on the show. Are you nervous at all after a 1-4 and four road trip? I wouldn't say I'm nervous. I don't like to overreact to a bad West Coast road trip, especially when Jimmy Butler was injured in that Clippers game. The Heat were in that game. He gets injured. They lose that game. Hero. He, well, he also misses the next two games. So yeah. you're without your best player. You're also without Myers Leonard. We can make all the arguments in the world against Myers Leonard being a great player, but he's still a starter. And then you're missing, arguably, other than Goran Dragic, your best player off the bench in Tyler Hero. For all these games. So first and foremost, you're undermanned. Secondly, Kendrick Nunn, since coming back from that Achilles injury, has been a different player. I think that's more worrisome than anything right now because Kendrick Nunn, you're relying on him for a lot of scoring, especially with injuries. And if he's going to be this inconsistent for the rest of the season, whether it's injury or not, I think that's where you have to kind of circle, you know, Kendrick Nunn's name and say, okay, like, can we rely on him moving forward? And to your point, when you add different pieces you're kind of tinkering with the lineup, and you add the fact that you're injured, you know, you're, you're going to struggle. I, I think it's okay to struggle when you add new pieces and you're messing with the lineup the way Spolster has been. But, yeah, like, am I a little concerned after a 1-4 road trip? Yes, I, I am. I'll tell you the concern because I, I looked this, this stat up to we have Will Manso coming on next uh, 15 yeah. minutes of heat. The Clippers hit 44% from behind the line. The Kings, 43. Golden State, 32. It's the three-point defense. The Timberwolves, 45%. And last night, the Jazz hit 39%. That's a concern. Yeah. Those five games with those type of numbers from the three behind the three-point line where the game's going, that three-point defense. And Will actually tweeted, before this stretch, the Heat were a top three team in defending the three. What's going on right now? That is my concern for the Heat. And then, you know, I, I extrapolate that out to the Florida Panthers. They, they had won six in a row going in the All-Star break. And then they've lost, what, four out of five yeah. since coming back? Like, what, what happened? You're a great defensive team against a three-pointer. All of a sudden, you're not. You're a really good hockey team going into the All-Star break, come out of the All-Star break. All of a sudden, you're not. And then the third nervous uh, Nelly situation, I'm telling you, I firmly am starting to believe. I broached this yesterday, and now I'm starting to get here with the Miami Dolphins. I don't think it's if they want to uh, take them. There is going to be a lot of maneuvering and a lot of rigmarole to go through over the next couple months till we get to the draft. And then, if you get out of that draft without Tua and without Joe Burrow, which I think is a distinct possibility, they were too good last season. Yeah. Not, uh, not complaining, but it really could. Because let's say the Bengals, over the next couple months, decide Tua's better than Joe Burrow, and he's healthy. Let's say the Bengals decide, we're going to go with Tua Tonga-Valoa. Does that change Detroit's attitude? Because you've got Matt Stafford, and you go, he's our guy, he's a great quarterback, and Tua, because you assume Joe Burrow's going to go number one, Tua's got a risk factor. 
injured. What if Tua goes number one? And now you've got uninjured Joe Burrow, who everyone is impressed with, fall into your lap if you're Detroit. Do you not take him? Because Matt Stafford, the guy who can't win you a playoff game, is under contract for so much money. Like, there are so many machinations left to happen, and and not counting all the teams, like the Chargers, Mm -hmm. that are probably going to be willing to part with anything to move up and get their quarterback. I'm I'm starting to get more and more nervous about the, the Dolphins in the draft. With that, if we had to rank those... Of nervous factor, Dolphins are three. Of the three you laid out, Panthers, Heat, and Dolphins, they're three because they're big bank. In this situation, they are big bank. Whoever jumps over them, they have more draft equity. They have more assets in the draft than any other team in the NFL. So if the Chargers do want to jump up to three, the Dolphins say, oh, what are the Chargers offering you, Lions? We'll offer you an, an extra pick. They offer you two ones. We got two ones, two twos, and a three. They are big bank. It. You remember the show Storage Wars? Mm-hmm where the guy opens the storage thing and you're not allowed to touch it, right. and then you just start bidding on it. It's like the Dolphins are in storage wars, but they're Mark Cuban. Right. They've got more money than anyone around. How, how much you see? 10000 for this one? I get 40000 The only thing I they're would big, say on that, the bank. only thing I would say on that is they've got big bank when it comes to draft picks, but other teams could look at personnel. Yeah. They, they, they don't have big bank there. Now, I'd have to look at the other rosters and say, here's a team that covets a quarterback – and here's player X that they'd actually be willing to get rid of in order to get their next quarterback. And the Dolphins cannot do that. But let's say the Chargers. Are they are they really giving away Keenan Allen? Or right, I don't Joey, know. I Joey don't, Bosa? Like, right, that's, not that's Joey the names Bosa, you're talking obviously, about. But I, I would say that there's got to be players on rosters that could be used as sweeteners. Yeah. Outbid a team that's just got a ton of draft picks to offer you. I mean, give, if you can give him Rashad Jones, if you, I, 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 I what's he got left? Uh, uh, a year, a year, a I bunch of money. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be on the Dolphins' dime. And everybody knows they don't want him anyway. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, G five can I mean, still play ball. I, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really starting to get nervous about the Dolphins. I'm starting to get nervous about because if Tua is indeed healthy, and it sounds like he is, how the hell is he going to slip to five? He will not. If Tua Tonga is what they thought he was before the season started. The doctor tells you there's no concerns. How the hell would he slip to five? With the other teams having their quarterbacks. Like, we're not worried about two because it's the Giants. Okay. They just drafted Daniel Jones. They don't need a quarterback. Could somebody go into the number two spot knowing that they were going to get one of those top two quarterbacks and the Giants have to slip down because they're not getting Chase Young lower than three? Right. It's going to be. But the Giants aren't going to want to move because they want Chase Young, right? I'll tell you this. The top three will be Tua, Burrow, and Chase, Chase Young. Young. Those are the top three. And so now the Dolphins, with that number five pick, have to figure out a way to get into two or three. Have to. And if they can't, you don't get them. It's that simple. But go get them. You're, but you're Big Bank. You're Robert Kraft walking into the thrift shop. I think it's, pay, whatever, pay whatever they ask. I think it's easier said than done. I really they think have, it's easier said than done. They have five ones over the next two years. I get it. I get it. But then you start going to yourself, is that too too hefty a price? Well, the market bears it. It's something we always talk about yeah. with overpaid athletes. Wow, he's making $300 million for Yeah, because that's what the market has him making. If the market for that third or second pick is three twos and a, and a two twos and a five, five fours, whatever it is. Sound like Goran Dragic selling suits. 17 suits for the <laughs> price of two first round peaks. Whatever that market says it is. And the I I honestly believe it will be the Lions at three. I, I think that, New that York. I think New York right. stays at two. New York. You don't want to give up Young. the opportunity to get Chase Young. No, he, and so he is going to be a Pro Bowler next season. Detroit to me is the team in play. But what's to say? And I know Detroit 
you know, denied it today. We're, we're, it's 100% false, they said, the rumors that they're shopping Matt Stafford. What's to say over the next two months that they don't decide to go that direction? Anything could happen. Relationships. Who would have thought Dwayne Wade was not going to re-sign with the Heat and, and sign with Chicago? I think we did two months of shows on it. There's no chance. There's no chance. There's no chance. And again, that was Dwayne's decision. But who's to say along the same vein that Detroit at some point is not going to have a moment where they go, you know what? We could get to a, we could get out of Matt Stafford's contract because Team X wants him. What are we doing here? We've we've gone through the the Matt Stafford experience. I'm just telling you, things change, and I, I'm not so certain that the Dolphins are locked to get one of the picks that they thought they were going to get. What's the movie in, in Decent Proposal? Was that Demi and Woody? Yeah. yeah. Where was it? A million dollars? Was that Robert Redford yep. offered? Yep. If Woody says no at a million, Robert comes back and says three million. Understood. No at three million? Okay, Five million, Woody. But, but sooner at, or later, but he's going to start okay, thinking about it. Okay, but at a million dollars, Robert Redford, if it didn't go well with Demi Moore, it ended up going well, and, and they had a whole relationship. The spoiler alert, I hope you haven't seen it. <laughs> but if if it doesn't go well, he wakes up the next morning, she bolts, she's back with Woody Harrelson for the rest of her life, they never think about it again. A million dollars, he never thinks about it again. If he had bid himself up to $18 million. Might have cut him a little deeper. Might have started to think about, what did we just do here? What did I do? Yeah. What did I do? And that's what Dolphins fans yep. will do, and that's what will lay on Chris Greer and uh, uh, Brian Flores. And they are Woody. They they have to decide: are we gonna are we gonna put out this? Well, actually, they're Robert oh, Redford. Yes, yes. they yeah. have they have they yeah. have the capital. So they're yeah. Rob, and Robert and has the, decided. And the Detroit Lions this? are Woody Harrelson. Bro, this only show you get this analogy. You will never get that analogy elsewhere. What? That's why we're simulcast. That's, That's why, why actually we're simulcast at 3, not okay. this hour. Well, bring it up at 3 <laughs> o'clock because that was a good one. There is only one Hawk and Crowder, as you just heard. And once again, you can hear him on 560 The Joe from 3 to 6 on weekdays. In just a couple of minutes, Doug Plagans, Manny Chang, Danny G, the whole team going to be bringing you the Panthers versus the Flyers from the BB&T. Before we get to that, though, unfortunately, last night, ah, the Heat lost to one of the most hated teams in the NBA. The Utah Jazz are raced out to Seven Seas Dive Bar here in Miami to watch the game. And ah, I didn't see much of what I liked. So going into the All-Star break, you kind of feel like, ah, here is Goran Dragic talking about that All-Star break coming at a good time. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, we all banged. But we never use excuses, you know, you know how we are. Um, they're just better today. Congrats to Utah. And we just need to um, keep our heads up. Um, after the break, get back into the gym, work our, you know, our team, try to get better. And, um, you know, we're going to get Myers back, hopefully Tyler. And, um, you know, body's going to feel better. So, yeah, it's going to be a fresh start. That's encouraging right there. So hopefully the All-Star break gets everybody right on the heat. And they get back onto their huge winning ways. Hopefully a big win tonight. For the Panthers at the BBNT, if you like the show, please continue to listen weekdays from 6 to 7. Also, you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts for absolutely free and our website, wqam.com. Panthers next. I'm Dan Day, and this is the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.